This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Comet's Coffee Bar. Our coffee is out of this world. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And in addition to being podcasters, we're also, also authors. That's true. We are authors of a science fiction comedy series. We have four books out, three are volumes. One is a collection of shorter short stories called Prison Dad. You can check them out, prisondad.com. Each book is $5 Kindle, $10 print. So uh, today, we are here to talk about uh, kind of a retrospective mm-hmm. of uh, the X-Men movies. Right. We like, we like these movies. Absolutely, yeah. We're um, very highly anticipating the uh, release of Apocalypse, um, so we just thought we'd do a rundown of uh, uh, what happened in the X-Men universe up till now. Right. So we start with, two th- in the year 2000, uh, X-Men came out, and this is the movie that really brought the comic books like back to the, back to the cinema. Sure. Really did. Really exciting, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, a lot of really cool characters getting introduced. And I, you know, had, I don't read comic books to be very candid, um, but I enjoy them. I enjoy the stories that come out of them. So I knew nothing about the X-Men before I saw this movie. And, oh, really? Yeah, and it blew me away. It was so exciting to me that there were, you know, female superheroes mm-hmm. and male superheroes that the had team. been humans and... That become something more, and they were a team, and they were trying to figure out like, how do we work together? How do we learn from our mistakes, and how do we, you know, build on how amazing we could be as a team working together um, under Professor X? And uh, that's such a cool idea to me. Um, so um, I, I on the other hand, you know, I, I was big into comic books when I was, uh, you know, probably ten to thirteen, somewhere around there, and. So I was, you know, I was familiar with the X-Men. So I, I thought this was really cool. Growing up, Cyclops was my favorite because I have really bad eyes. So I always thought it was cool. I had, like, a ton of, like, Cyclops, like, toys and, like, awesome. all the cards. Yeah, so Cy- Cyclops was uh, was definitely my favorite at the time. Yeah, Rogue, and he's, like, Rogue's kind my of a, favorite. Cyclops is kind of a dick. So Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And he gets cool. with Jean Grey. She's pretty cool. <laughs> what were we talking about oh excellent Um, yeah yeah. so so, you know i thought i was so excited um because you know i I read women's fashion magazines and and at the time these movies came out um they did all these sort of you know interviews with like famke jensen and rebecca romaine and um you know just talking about how cool these movies were and that you know there were women characters involved from the get-go and you know um and Halle Berry, um, and oh, yeah. I was excited about that. Um, well, know, and cool. then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" You know, anytime you see like girls represented, and also just the whole concept of that, you know, they were people before, and now they all have superpowers. You know, it's kind of like everybody's Spider-Man, right? But they all have different superpowers that do right. different things, and they're all trying to figure out like, how do we make this work? What part of us is still human? Um, how do we function in society? How do we use our gifts to help others and you know support each other as a team? Right. So the mutant gene, you know, triggered at you know puberty. Sure. Yeah. You know, we see uh, you know some kind of like you know traumatic stress kind of thing, like right. uh, rogues making out with the boy for the first time and you know basically sucks his life force out of him. Right. You know, so we see that, and then she thinks you know. Uh, you know, this version of Rogue, you know, different than the comics. You know, the comics of Rogue, I feel, is very strong. Not just physically, you know, she's physically strong, she can fly, but we don't have those characteristics. Here we have a teenage girl who's, 
deathly afraid to touch anyone, get close to anyone at all. Right. right. And being a teenage girl is hard enough as it is, but if your <laughs> touch causes people that you care about to be killed, I can't even imagine like how traumatic and, and alienating that must have felt for her. Um, and I really thought Anna Paquin did a great job she of it. Um, portraying that role. And I really loved her relationship with Wolverine, you know, that he was sort of her first friend that was also a mutant, and how much trust she sort of places in him. The casting alone in, in the first X-Men movie was fantastic, because... You know, you're three years after Next Generation ended, you know, and now Patrick Stewart is, you know, he's he was perfect oh, yeah. for Patrick, Professor X. He just has such a great presence, you know. Yeah. And and also um, Gandalf, you know, playing Magneto. Yeah, Ian McKellen is amazing, amazing he just as always Magneto. Kills it. And what's amazing is that they're, like, really good friends in real life, so yeah. you can just imagine how much fun they must have had doing this together um, and sort of playing off of each other. But, um, yeah, the casting was fantastic. The story, to me, was exciting and interesting. Um, and, it, and it set up a franchise that has, you know, made... Still going on. So much money. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, what we're really saying, Deadpool is, like, the number one... R-rated. R-rated superhero movie. movie ever, which is so R-rated, cool. R-rated movie ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I was like, going back to looking at, um, at some, of the, some of the numbers here. And uh, yeah, la- Last Stand... You know, uh, made the most. Days of Future Past came after that. Uh, obviously, you know, De- Deadpool being at, at the highest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, X Two made more than than the first one. You know, uh, Wolverine Origins in there too. First Class though uh, made the least. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Wolverine made the least. We'll get to that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like the Wolverine. Yeah, me too. So anyway, so um, you know, we we got a great cast. You know, we, we really, uh, you know, set it up. You know, you see Wolverine, you know, the first fight with Sabretooth was great. And then right. out of nowhere, like, in the storm and, and, and Cyclops there. Oh, yeah. And you just, you know, like, you know, fanboy of myself, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, oh, yeah. That's what just, I wanted. It was I so bought exciting. this movie. I remember I bought this movie. We were, I was, like, 20. You might have been 21. Like, I mm-hmm. bought this movie for you for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was super excited about it. I it, It's just so much fun to watch still. Um, I just really love... All the characters, and I, and I love the whole idea. It's just a lot of fun. So, you know, X-Men, the first one, nailed it. So excited for the rest of the movies that came after it. So um, we deal with, um, you know, the, the, the senator that, you know, he knows the mutants are out there. He knows they're causing trouble because he's yeah, scared and he's afraid. Right. And Magneto, you know, kidnapping him and, and right. turning him into a mutant pretty much. Because right. Magneto is always trying to prove a point. But yeah. he doesn't really think about, like, how the harm that he does to other people. And, you know, point well taken, but it didn't work for the senator. And I thought the special effects were outstanding um, when the yeah, senator they really is, were. like, yeah, that, yeah, that sort of still looks good. blob. And he comes yeah. on the beach, and he's, like, terrified. I mean, it was just really, really fascinating. You this know, movie came out a year after Episode 1 came out. And if you watch Episode 1 nowadays, the graphics don't hold up. No. Even on... Neither oh, does the storyline. Like, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> sorry. The George story Lucas. never held up, though. <laughs> Episode one was a good-looking movie at the time, though. Yeah. Know, but, yeah. But um, the X, to me, X, the first X Men movie still looks, still is a great-looking movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, you know, Rogue was the key that Magneto was going to use Rogue to um, amplify and either turn everyone into a mutant or kill them in, in New York City. Right. So. Um, you know, we'll talk a lot about Mystique through these movies, too. Because, to me, Mystique was just downright evil in these oh, first two yeah. movies. Just, like, 
Just, yeah, just straight up evil. She was like Magneto's enforcer. Yeah. She wasn't thinking exactly about... good way Yeah, it. she wasn't thinking about like any of the other folks at the X Academy trying to help them. She was out for herself and out for Magneto. She didn't care if she killed people, if she hurt people. Um, and she was extremely angry. Yeah. You know? Um, but, I, you know, you can understand where she's coming from, um, even throughout the franchise, like... How alienated she must have felt, right? Because her, her power, her like beasts, you yeah. know, right. really makes her look so different from mm-hmm. anybody else, and she can't hide it. You right. Know? Favorite line in the movie to me is they're getting in the X jet, mm-hmm. and they're all in like the black leather suits. And Wolverine goes, "You guys wear these in public?" And Cyclops ah. goes, "What are you expecting? Yellow spandex?" Ah. <laughs> and that's awesome because you know, coming out in a couple weeks. We're going to have, um, May 27th, coming out in a couple days. <laughs> no, that went fast. We're going to have, I know, right? I feel like we just did our summer movie uh, podcast. Know. But, you know, in Apocalypse, we see them in the yellow. Right. We see them. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Like, like you know, like bring it back. Because that's what I grew right. up. I grew up with the yellow suits. Oh, sure, you know? so yeah. Was, I right. remember I had my little Cyclops' eyes lit up when you pulled down his arm or whatever. <laughs> like, and he was in the yellow, like the full thing. So. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but, you know, it was very cool. And then open the door for all the, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, Civil War and all these movies that we have today sure. if this movie would not have done as well as it as it did. Absolutely. Really, you know. Yeah. Really, really, really did. It's shown an ensemble cast, but everybody gets to shine. It's not just like, oh, it's Superman's movie, but everybody's tangential. It's like, no, everybody's important and has yeah. a role to play. Yeah. And that's cool. And we saw the aspect of Wolverine being the lone wolf joining the team. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, oh, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna move to X two now. Yeah, sure. So in X two, uh, you know, we're kind of picking up. Not too much time has passed uh, since since the first one, and Wolverine's kind of like you know, he's learning. You know, Professor X is helping him like learn more about, um, you know, where he was, you know, what happened to him, and sure, yeah, and stuff. He's he's off exploring. You know, we see our first taste of Alkali Lake, and um. You know, X two, to me, this is my favorite one out of all. Well, I think Deadpool now is, but yeah. but um, it's, as far as straight up X Men movie go, X two is my favorite. Like mm-hmm. that that action in it is just so great. When Striker's force, oh, first off, Brian Cox, he's yeah, always awesome. I know he really is. Um, when his team attacks the X Mansion, and it's just like that all out war of all the kids using their powers. Yeah, you know, from the young ones to you know, we saw some Banshee there, and we saw well, I guess not really because X. First class has Banshee. But whatever. You know, then, um, you know, we saw some Kitty Pryde going through the, the, the floor there. Yeah. It wasn't even Ellen Page, you know, right? at that point. Yeah, I was going to say it was a different actress. Yeah, yeah. Iceman there, you know, he's, you know, he, like, you know, creates a big wall. That's, like, his first thing. Because he's trying to get the kids out of there. Right. But they, like, want to fight. You know, Colossus is taking people down left and right. And, like, there's right. Wolverine. Like, you know, they're, they're really fighting back. But, they, you know, they're on the run. But... Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting and scary too because yes, they have superpowers, but they're children, mm-hmm. you know, and the and the fear is so great that that you know the government wants to go after them full force as if they're adults, and mm-hmm. it's like wow, that, that's a scary world to live in, mm-hmm. you know. I, I would hope that that never happens in America, but <laughs> with Trump up for the presidency, anything <laughs> is possible at this point. So jack booted thugs. So, um, some other stuff from X2, you know, really liked how, uh, uh, I, I love the part where, you know, Rebecca Romaine, you know, 
only probably had to do like an hour's worth of makeup instead of like her 14 <laughs> yeah. hour process to I get know, ready. Oh my god. When she went into the bar scene to, right. you know, with the guard, you know, injected him with all the metal. Oh yeah, that was great. That whole what prison a cool, escape. scary scene. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing, like that whole like, yeah, like seducing the guy and then, you know, shooting him up with the iron. And yeah, then, it was awesome. Because you Maggie didn't even really escape. understand, yeah, what she was doing. Right. And then it was like, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, it was so brilliant. Like, yeah. that, that whole scene is brilliant. The whole movie, the whole movie is really, really brilliant, really, too. Yeah, it was a really cool movie. Um, you know, then then from there, you know, we're kind of on the run a little bit, too. Which is cool. We're, you know, the team is split because, you know, some, uh, you know, Stryker's using his, his son's power, you know, and using right, some mind yeah. control. And that's so interesting, too, that Stryker's son is a mutant. Oh, well, yeah, that's why. And spurs on all, so much of his hatred. Yep. Like, that's so interesting, you know, that, like, what do you do when your child is not what you had expected them to be and you don't really understand what they're capable of and some bad parenting there. <laughs> um, you know, instead of instead of encouraging his son and trying to understand him, he pretty much tried to erase him and it ended up in his downfall. And, like, one of my complaints, too, after seeing X1, I was like, you know, why do they make Pyro a good guy? I'm like, why is he a good guy? Well, that's awesome that they, you know, they made Pyro, you know, Pyro joined the, he joins the other team at, at the end. And, right. But before that happens, though, seeing, you know, you got Magneto and Mystique, you know, teaming up with the rest of the X-Men. They're like, you know, to, to fight the, you know, the, the greater evil, if you will. Right. So, like, that, you know, that, that part's awesome. You yeah. Know, to me, like, you know, having that, that whole aspect there. You know, everything, everybody working together, absolutely, uh, for the common good. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's sort of like that whole like Nazi idea of just being afraid of what's different than you mm, are, mm-hmm. and then the government sort of taking control and deciding that certain people and individuals are undesirable because they don't understand them. Um, you know, this kind of goes into that territory a bit, which which I love. I I think that's such an interesting, you know, dramatic and you know, fun, even though it's sad, a yeah. fun place to play and think about, you know, human nature and, and the lengths that, that some individuals will go to, to curb their fear mm-hmm. of things being different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like a little bit like Harry Potter too. Oh yeah. There, you know, that sort of goes through that storyline as well. Exactly. Uh, lo- lots of cool stuff in X2, um, you know, especially like, Jean, at the end, you know, sacrificing herself oh, so yeah. the, the jet can take off, right? And stop and in the water, see, you the know, phoenix rise right, from the from right, the water. Right. A lot of my friends that read comic books were super excited about that scene, and I didn't really understand what was going on until they told me after. And yeah. They're like, "Oh, well, that was important because of this," and I was like, "Oh, okay." In the sure. comics, the phoenix is an alien that overtakes Jean right. and makes her really powerful, but in here. You know, as we, I guess, are we done with two? We can transition to yeah, three sure, with this. So in three, we learn that, you know, we learn the extent of Jean's power. And we learn right. that, you know, she's been suppressing the phoenix. You know, that the, right. the professor has been built up walls around her. Right, because she's so much more powerful. Right, yeah. So we, we have Jean. Um, Jean comes back and she's not quite herself. No, she's, a little she's dangerous. not. You know, and then, you know, she's like, Scott, I want to see your eyes. When he goes, you know, and he hears her and. Takes him out. Well, yeah, we never see it, but we yeah. just assume mm-hmm. so. So there, I would, you know, there, my childhood hero is like, wait, is, is he gone? Right. Is, you mean, know, luckily like, for us, the X Men operates on several different universes, <laughs> so he's not gone. Gone. Stewart or McAvoy. I can't keep these timelines straight. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, you know, he's not gone, gone from the franchise, but from that part of the franchise, from that part, yeah, yeah. from that that timeline, yeah. So we're, you know, we're we're dealing with that, and then, um, you know, they they go up to Alkali Lake, then again, and you know, they they find all the weird stuff just floating around, and then they Mm -hmm. find Jean; she's all messed up, right. And then you get kind of get a little political thing because, you know, the professor's like, you know, I have to build these walls up. And some of the other people are like, well, why? You know, why, right. why? Why do you have to do this? Right. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, to sort of think about um, how do you handle great power? Yeah. In whatever way you might have it. And, you know, some people might have great power but not have the faculty to wield it. The responsibility? Right. Is that what you're going for? Right, The right. great power. The great, great responsibility. Power. Yeah, with yeah. great power yeah. comes great responsibility, and yeah. some people are not able to wield it, you know? Some people can't walk softly and carry a big stick. Some people just swing that stick all over the place and, you know, cause all kinds of mayhem. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I see that in my professional career as well. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so, um, the last stand, in my opinion, is uh, kind of like the black sheep on this franchise. Maybe Wolverine's really... Uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine is, but... Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't like X3. Um, there were a lot of mutants in this one. Mm-hmm. Completely undeveloped characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... Kind of like putting some little shout-outs in there, but not really... Yeah, that, that, that's exactly it, how it is. There's a couple things that bothered me. I thought the scene where um, like they're transporting the truck that had... Mystique and Juggernaut and uh, the Multiplying Man. I forget mm-hmm. his name. It's driving me nuts. Dr. Manhattan. Just kidding. Uh-huh. I totally know. He's from The Watchmen. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when Magneto like takes the cars out and like, remember he like smushes them, throws them off to the side? Yeah. So, it's so cheesy. Like you guys <laughs> could have done a better job. Like, like Magneto wouldn't go through all those theatrics. He just in one flick of his hand would just knock them all over. True, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I felt like that was just, yeah, just way too overdone. I didn't like how Juggernaut was a mutant um, instead right. of getting his power from magic, like in the comics. I mean, I understand yeah. how, you know, in the end, you know, uh, I can see why they kind of did it. Uh, he obviously has no relation to Professor X in this in this world mm-hmm. because, you know, he's, he's, you know, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! I know. Um, <laughs> you know, and then... Uh, I didn't. I also didn't like how as soon as Mystique was shot with the cure, Magneto was like, "I have no use for you anymore." Yeah, that was totally cold, and I don't think that's how Magneto was developed in any of the other storylines. Right? Like, yeah. I don't. You know, I think Magneto definitely has his own political ideologies and ideas about what should happen with the X Men, but I don't feel. Yeah, I don't feel that he would outright reject someone, especially when they've been neutered, essentially, of yeah, their powers. Much. I mean, yeah. you know, I think he would have... I would have used stripped other powers. I don't know if I would have used neutered. Yeah. I'm a male, though. <laughs> talking about cutting the nuts off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so um, we got I some he new, would have more empathy. Yeah. So we got some new cast. Um, Kelsey freaking Grammer was so oh God, awesome. I love him as Beast. <laughs> he was so great. He's just, like, he's just such, like, a, like, I don't know, like, a serious, just 
professional presence. He just reminds me of a professor. Sort of, yeah, like, yeah. totally. And yeah. then you see him, like, as this big blue guy. But at the same time, like, he still radiates that, like, intelligence, you Yeah, know? he does. So he looks like a big monster, but it's like, then he speaks eloquently. Yeah. And he has, like, points to make. But that is not... Beast, though. That is Beast but to me so is cool. the political... Yeah. Is the speech... Yeah, is, but and I then think that's so cool time. that they chose him to yeah. portray that. He really, like, really... Yeah. Once again, nailing the casting yeah. in, this, in these movies, you know, right. it was great. Um, so yeah, so, you know, that was great. Um, we get another kind of, and that's one thing we need to talk about X-Men 2 is how much Wolverine stuff there was. And in this movie, you know, Wolverine kind of goes on a solo mission to pretty mm-hmm. much bring Jean back. And, you know, so once again, there's a lot Plus of focus on, yeah, I know, but there's a lot of focus on Wolverine, like once again, right? you know, more so than, you know, uh, than, than the other characters. But we also get introduced, um, you know, we get Kitty Pride as a, a more main character now. Mm-hmm. And Kitty Pride is, uh. Played by Ellen Page, you know, but right, so very we got cool. Ellen now, yeah, it's yeah. great. So um, there's, I was, you know, and I think Hugh Jackman is becoming famous, sort of across the board at this point. So I think that the the people that that wrote the movie couldn't help but sort of amp up his character because he was getting you know so much attention. Yeah, I was looking this up. There was a Kitty Pride, a different Kitty Pride in the first three movies, but mm-hmm. in, the, in the first two, you know, there wasn't very, you know, very much of her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a different kid who played Pyro in the first one than, I didn't than two and three. That either. No, I, when I was looking at this earlier, I like, I like, yeah, it was like, wait, I, I never noticed that. It was hmm. like bizarre. Yeah. Um. So, I didn't like how they're like, oh, you know, I can tell there's class five mutants, like, or there's class three mutants. Like, now we're classifying things. Like, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't what like does that. that mean, you that know, they somehow have more power than others, or yeah. what? They didn't really explain, and I'm not sure. And I also didn't like the, like, trade in your metal weapons for your plastic weapons. Like, that whole part. Yeah, like, just, that was weird. Um, but, you know, the the fight scenes, the action scenes, the graphics, the everything, you know, the look of Last Stand uh, was great. The story needed some help. Um, but I, I just, like, I caught part of it on, like, FX the other day. Like, I just put it on while I was working. I was like, oh, yeah, like, there's fun parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. And once again, it's like something we say on all our podcasts. We just want to have fun at the movies Oh, yeah, exactly. Just have fun and enjoy a good story that sort of holds together. Right. Doesn't leave you, like, scratching your head and being like, what the hell did I just watch? (laughs) That's how I feel about all of Tom Cruise films. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so, uh, Last Stand, that was 2006. Wow, the and year then, that I um, finished law school. That's crazy oh, yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, um, three years later, we got our first you know, spin-off movie. Mm-hmm. And this one it was a giant disaster, in my opinion. <laughs> I, this is I, the first I, one we saw together. Yeah. Or did we see The Last Stand together? We saw Last Stand together, we did, too. Okay, I thought we did, yeah. King of um, Prussia, yeah. But I know, mm-hmm. I know we saw Origins, because it was like, right. you, your sister, Ange, and I, and like we were like the only ones in the theater. Right. <laughs> I, lo- I love Wolverine, so I had fun watching Oh, this every girl too, likes this movie because you see Hugh Jackman's butt. Oh, come on. That's, That's the that. truth. You hey, can quote me. You know what? They don't show enough butt, man <laughs> butt, in shows. And you know what? I have a bone to pick. On a side note, oh. Game of Thrones finally showed some wang, and it was totally unsavory. <laughs> just putting it out there. Some dude checking out his warts. That's not cool. Maybe, so anyway, maybe we'll talk about nudity and sci-fi in a different <laughs> podcast, and we can bring up these two things and pour them back in the fold. But back to X-Men. Right. <laughs> so Wolverine, um, you know, now, 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 you know, Wolverine and Sabretooth are brothers. Yeah. That was interesting, and I, and I think that it was sort of, like, dropped, I guess. 
in yeah. The, in the subsequent movies, Sabretooth's like not really. Well, he's in the first one. Yeah, but 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 yeah. not. But he wasn't set up as his brother no. in the first one. Now no. he is. Yeah, but it's not really. No. Um, it was Lee interesting. Shriver, right? Yeah, Leif Schreiber. He's a really good actor. I mean, um, I thought this movie was fun. I, I you know, I thought it was kind of cute that he had his pretty girlfriend who came up with his name. Um, a lot of people didn't like that, but I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was, you know, cool that, you know, he was able to go back and, and try to, you know, save her in later movie. Um, I, I had fun watching this movie. So, you know, he's on this, like, team, and he's got, like, the, you know, right. the bone so claws. Sort of, you know, yeah. he doesn't have the adamantium right. he doesn't yet. Have adamantium yet, and you sort of, yeah, you sort of see, like... Deadpool. The origins of Deadpool, although it's not our Deadpool no. that we've come to love. They didn't make a joke but... about that. They're like, you know, the, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the Deadpool movie, yeah. So yeah, Ryan Reynolds is all over that. <laughs> so who's who's the kid that played Gambit? Kyle. Oh yeah, um, he's the guy from John Carter from Mars. Um, what the heck is his name? I thought he did a nice job, and then they were supposed to do like a Gambit spinoff movie that didn't happen. No, um, it's happening, but it's Channing Tatum. Oh right, yeah, they changed it to Channing Tatum. Yeah, it was um, Taylor Kitsch actually, and he that's was, his name. He was great on Friday Night Lights. I thought he was a. I thought he was really fun in this role. Um, I, I he was an awesome Gambit. Scene. Yeah, he was great. I, my brother's favorite character was Gambit growing up. Yeah, so I know he's from New Orleans. It's one of my favorite cities. So where you'll be going? Cool. Well, I'll actually, be going there this weekend. when this is released, I'll be you'll there. actually be there. I'll be there, yes, right. in my We're favorite city. Recording a couple days early. It feels weird because, like, we just recorded. I know, I know, but we wanted to make sure that you guys didn't miss <laughs> us for a week just because I might be on hiatus. We just did Ghostbusters like two days ago. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. Still, you know, looking to hear what you guys think about that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought this movie was fun, even though that's not my Deadpool. But. I. <laughs> I like how like Ryan Reynolds is like I want to play Deadpool. I want to play. Oh Deadpool. yeah, and he really wanted to like correct yeah. what had happened before, which you know, props to him. He did an f- amazing job of uh, really fully fleshing it. out that character and, and staying in character. Like the call to like SNL. Oh and, yeah. Like, and, you know, I don't think it's Deadpool in, in those. Um, I don't think it's Ryan Reynolds in those. Um, At the those ads. like. Viagra kind of ads right. for the Deadpool TV. But who knows? I don't know. He was like so amped to like really. You bring have an erection role. for more than four hours. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was really amped to bring this role to life and make it what he had always dreamed it would be instead of uh, somebody with his mouth sewed shut. And honestly, like I, because I didn't read the comic books, I just thought that was like a cool, scary guy at the end of the movie. And then no. Jeff and some of my other friends were like, "What the hell did they do to Deadpool?" I didn't know how. Much I, fun well, no, he no, was. no. That was I knew that wasn't like yeah, Deadpool. Like uh, you know, there was just someone else they made. You know. Yeah. Like well, him, you had but... said that to me, and I was like, I don't understand. Like, because I thought that was supposed to be like Deadpool, mm, and you were like, that's no. hopefully not. <laughs> And they're like Three Mile Island, they're there, and they like blow it up. And yeah, like, I had a little cuckoo bananas at the end. It was kind of like, all right, what's what's going on here? Let's Over, just stop overall, Wolverine up. Yeah, <laughs> overall to me, it was you know, it was kind of over. It was just blah. I love how you see him get his like coat though, like his jacket. That was cool. Um, the transformation, um, you know, into Weapon X. You know, that mm-hmm. was awesome. That that part was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. other than that, like the mission stuff in the beginning, I was so bored by. I thought it was okay. I liked seeing that guy from Lost be in Charlie, the X-Men. Charlie. Yeah, he didn't last long, Dominic but Moynihan. I like Dominic Moynihan. I Moynihan. think he's adorable. So, so. Uh, two years after Origins, mm-hmm. we get a, you know, a 
I believe in sequels, prequels, and reboots, we refer to this as a reboot. Yeah. I I, I thought so, too. So we yeah, got, because we got, it's a different universe, too. Like, they change things. Mystique's different. And... Right, so we're, we're talking about First Class. So First yeah, first Class came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got James McAvoy. Yep. And we got and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we got this kind of, like, brother-sister Tom. combo going on. Nicholas Holt. Yep, Nicholas Holt, who's now he's, now he's, Nicholas Holt is like a really, you know, he's like a name now. Yeah. Good right? for him, especially indie, like a lot of indie stuff too. Yeah, like good, so yeah. he's a really good actor. I um, we, were, we were watching something a couple months ago and then it was like, near uh, the end I was like, wait a minute, is that guy Beast? Yeah. And Fastbender. Fastbender. Ooh, I knew we were going to get there. Yeah. I love Fastbender. Kristen's got a Fastbender crush. I just, yeah. No, he's just awesome. I was, you know, this was the first time that I saw him, but then I've tried to watch every movie that he's been in since then, and I just think he's such a good actor. And, he's a great actor. You know, and I've heard from other people, like, reading magazines and stuff like that, that he's, like, actually a really good person to work with, too. Like, he really challenges and supports his co-stars. Yeah. From my perspective, he's just a really great actor. I love his accent. He is, um, he was raised by a German father and an Irish mother, so he has this really amazing you know, mix, mix in his voice. Um, and yeah, I thought he killed it as Magneto. Um, you know, and James McAvoy did a great job too. And I love Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I, I like Mystique. I liked seeing Mystique as not just an obvious baddie. I mean, I think that, you know, the tone changed in the way that they've, that they made movies from the first generation of the X-Men till first class, because it used to be that you had to have very clear delineations between who was a good guy and who was a bad guy. But in the meantime, you know, we've seen different iterations of Batman and other characters where it's like, wait a minute, it's not that black and white, you know? So whereas Magneto, it might've made sense in the original iteration for him to, to shun people when they weren't mutants anymore. Now it makes sense to make him more nuanced and interesting. And it also makes sense to make Mystique more nuanced and interesting. She's not always bad you can see why she might go to that side at some point um she was obviously abandoned by her family and she looks different um in her regular you know way and then Mm -hmm. she has to put on a face to look right exactly yeah um so you could see how that alienation could have driven her to be evil but in this world she has a different chance she has a different opportunity yeah and she meets you know, and when she meets, you know, Charles Xavier, you know, he's, you know, a brilliant, um, you know, student. Right. And she's, you know, just kind of, you know, she's like his little, like, you know, tag along for a little bit there, you right. know, in school and stuff like that. But so. he, you know, he's able to care for her and understand who she is fully and accept that. Yeah. And I don't know that that's, you know, who she, you know, who she was in the original movies yeah. than who she is now. Right, exactly. You know, without sort of change it, but, you know, I mean, I really do think that movie tones have changed over time, and I like it. I prefer my characters to be nuanced and gray. I don't think anybody is all bad or all good, except for, you know, a couple of unsavory individuals I might have had to deal with in my life, but, um, (laughs) overall, I think most people are more nuanced, um. So here the thing with First Class is I I love the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, yeah, Uh, that was really interesting. Kind of, like, spin on it, you know, because, you know, we're in the 60s, we've got cool clothes. Oh, yeah. um, You know, dealing with the, you know, the brotherhood. Um, So we got Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, Jeff loves Kevin Bacon. Just kidding! Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon! Ooh, he is such a jerk in this movie. He really is. He plays a really great villain. Yeah, he does. Because he can just be, like, the biggest, most evil jerk that doesn't care about anybody and can be so cold. Um... 
you know, and yeah, you see like Magneto sort of figuring out who he is and, and dealing with scary Nazis when he's a little guy. Um, but it was cool, like, you know, that there's already, you know, like the mutants that are really established are kind of evil. And we saw, you know, um, we saw like Nightcrawler's dad there. We saw, uh, you know, uh, Havoc, supposed to be Cyclops' dad. Right. You know, you know, in there already, you know, yeah, Sebastian Shaw was uh, Kevin Bacon. So we saw... Yeah, you and know, you see, like, the government be involved again. Yep. So they're trying to figure out, like, who are these people and why do they have these powers? We gave Banshee, you know, a, a proper, you know, proper introduction, you know. And so it was... I love the, you know... I love me a good training montage. So the whole thing when they're mm-hmm. at the thing and uh, at the, you know, at the school and, you know, Magneto, he, his power isn't there all yet. And so... You yeah, know, Xavier's like, you know, you gotta it, yeah. like, you know, turn that satellite dish. He's like, you know, just keep, just keep at it, you know. And everyone's, you know, training and, and yeah. doing different things. So it was great. And then, and then you see Beast, yeah. you know, try to try to cure Mystique and ends up uh, right turning himself into always Beast. Yeah. Always <laughs> um, um, you know, first yeah. class. You know, first class had its moments. Yeah, I, I I thought it was great. I really enjoyed. I it feel a lot. like it's the one that's on TV the most it's to like just true. catch like while I'm, mm-hmm. you know while I'm like working or like you know like I uh, you know just put Logan down and I don't want to like you know put something else Not like Wolverine. On. Oh no, Jeff my son. kid, my kid's name's Logan. <laughs> um, you know, you know, put Logan down and um, I just need background noise while I do the dishes or something like that, and then like I'll put on. I'll put, like, first class, like, always on. So Mm -hmm. I've caught, like, bits and pieces of it, like, a million times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I don't think it really went the way that the studio really wanted it to. I think they expected numbers from, you know, like, uh, you know, like, X-Men, like, uh, movie numbers, you know. It came in a lot less because we were really dealing with undeveloped characters that a lot of people didn't know. Um... And then they made it's the Wolverine sort of starting over. Yeah, it was, yeah, the reboot. With, yeah. So, um, and then you know we had the great scene with Wolverine though in the two when they're looking for members for the team. Oh uh, yeah. He's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> I'll um. So then we then we go and make the Wolverine, and uh, we we like totally missed this in the theater. Mm-hmm. This is like the only one out of this like all these X Men movies that I didn't see in the theater. Yes, but I do have the DVD. I bought it for you. Yeah. Like I, I like this movie. I thought it was cool, but I feel like, it, to me, it feels a little bit like a departure, because it was just Wolverine doing his own thing with, you know, out It and, felt like a comic. It felt yeah. like a standalone comic to Right, me. it totally I don't think did. it's a bad movie in any No, I regards. liked it. I, I thought it was really interesting with the, with the older gentleman that wanted to have Wolverine's <clears throat> power, because he was afraid to die, yeah. and, but then when he had the power, you know, he was just going to use it for evil purposes, yeah. and... He didn't really care about anybody, and it's like, well, that's why you shouldn't have this power. And, you know, and it turned out, like, Wolverine had saved him when he was a young person. Yeah. And he just spent his whole life being afraid, and, you know. That that scene was awesome. I loved how it... What I loved the most about this movie is that it took place after, you know, The Last Stand. Mm -hmm. And he's still dealing with Jean's death, because he's the only one... You know, he killed Jean. Like, no one else could do it. He's the only one that could withstand her power to do it. So... He's still coming to grips with you because he loved Gene. Oh yeah, and he wants to like reject everything that he was to like get away from being an X Men, and he's happy to sort of give up his powers until he sort of sees like, wait a minute, like there's a reason why I have this, right? 
because I know how to deal with it and, and use it for good, whereas mm-hmm. somebody else is going to come along and just use it to, like, destroy their enemies and watch them cower before them and then also <laughs> probably hear the lamentation of the women. Okay, Conan. <laughs> I like the badass little Asian girls, especially the little fighter one. She was so plucky. Once again, the casting I thought was great. Mm-hmm. First yeah, class, you know, I felt movie. like half the casting was good, half the casting was yeah. kind of like, okay... Um, but, you know... Yeah, this was just, like, a fun sort of one-off. Yeah. Like, totally separate storyline. Yeah. Just Wolverine doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I love, like, you know, he loses adamantium claws. Oh, yeah. And, like, the bone claws come right back. Oh, so, yeah. you know, throwing, throwing it back because it was four years in between Wolverine movies. So, you know, seeing that. Right. It's, like, the bone claws again, so that was great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, lots of good stuff. You know, great looking movie. The movie made sense too. Yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. I felt like it made sense. Well, yeah, the storyline. I felt like there were parts of first class where I was kind of like, "What?" And origins, <laughs> origins, and last stand is you know we covered. So, in my opinion, you know this this movie really picked up. You know the slack, like three kind of mediocre movies. They're still watchable. Yeah, I, I, origins. I don't think yeah. origins though. <laughs> Wolverine origins that watchable. I like anymore. first class for sure. Yeah. Um. The one so, thing that I wasn't oh. sure about in first class, going back to that, is oh, just sure. how they said Professor X got injured. I was kind of like... Oh, he shot... Uh, Kevin Bacon shot him. Yeah, he shot him. Yeah. But I don't know, is that really, you know, how he it... shot him in the spine? Yeah, he did. Well, no, because it was... He shot, but, like, because Magneto did something, it caused... Oh, it caused right. him to get injured, and then he couldn't walk anymore, which I just wasn't sure if that was really what had happened in the comic book it just seemed like a little you know this confusing and not i feel like there's been like 10 different ways that they've said why professor x can't walk anymore yeah so i don't i don't know to be honest with you i don't know what to say wrong i just didn't like that it was magneto's fault kind of i felt like they could have done something a little more drastic i thought i thought he wasn't gonna lose his legs in the end of the movie i thought he was gonna be using his power so much his hair was gonna fall out (laughs) <laughs> Being a bald man myself, you know, I I was kind of like, is that how it rubbing works? my head, rubbing my head. You use all the power, and that makes your hair fall out. Yeah, that's what happened to me when I was like nineteen. I see. I it was happens. using my telekinetic power. Oh jeez. To... You know what we didn't talk about? To have the remote control come to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my hair just fell out. Uh, Post credit scene okay. where Wolverine's at the airport. Okay. And Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are behind him in line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like, that made it all worth it. Like, <laughs> like the Wolverine was a great movie, and then, like, then that happened, and it was like, yeah, that, was, that was Yeah, those two show up, you know, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Great, great stuff there. Now, we only go a year later, and we get a movie that combines first class mm-hmm. with the X-Men that we know. Right. With the days of future past, which uh, I love this movie. We used the we we borrowed the name, yes, in, for um, our rest home. In the first, in the fir- <laughs> the first story in our series, our character is robbing a rest home, and we couldn't figure out the name of the rest home, and we like left it blank for like months, and we were like doing like the final pass of edits on the on the book, and we were like, we need a name for the retirement home, and I'm like looking around Kristen's room, and um, no, 2014, yeah, it would have been that long, yeah. yeah. And it, there it was, like, Kristen's, like, uh, living room. There was, like, the Days of Future Past, like, <laughs> DVD, like, the Blu-ray sitting right there. I'm like, yeah. that's it! That's it! It's, like, calling to me. Oh! <laughs> so, um, 
We, you see, know, we saw this at Movie Tavern. Yes, we did see it yeah. at the Movie Tavern. I was so excited about this movie. So it was cool seeing uh, Sentinels. Always love the Sentinels. Oh, yeah, you know, that was being so like the scary. baddies. We saw Sentinels in the last stand where they yes. show the danger room like right in the beginning. Yes. Um and then, you know, you saw, you know, just like the Sentinel like head. You kinda like saw like the uh, noggin. shadow and then you know, because Wolverine, you know. Yeah, it was yeah, very much that, like, you know, Terminator with just like these evil robots. Yeah, but seeing these sentinels that these very advanced sentinels that yeah, yeah could you know mim- you get, mimic powers right. and stuff. And you see like Peter Dinklage being like mm. the most evil mm-hmm. little dude ever, mm-hmm. which I love him. And you know he hated the mutants. Um, so this mystique is is very borderline here because she is evil when the movie kind of starts off. Like she wants to kill, um, like you know she wants to stop that like board that's going to meet on the mutants to start yeah. the. You know, development of the, of the Sentinel thinks, program. You know, I think overall, though, she's, her goal is to protect the other X-Men and other mutants. And she's just taken a page out of Magneto's book where he's like, I hate humans and they can go all suck it because I'm just about protecting mutants. So whatever we need to do to make that happen. And if that means I have to kill humans so that they see how powerful we are, then I'm all about it. And, you know, Professor X is more like, whoa, like we need to work together, like, we're sharing this planet, and yes, you know, we are advanced, but at the same time, like, we don't need to destroy what existed before in order to, you know, flourish. Right. So it was awesome seeing, you know, you got Holly Berry back. Right. And you had Patrick Stewart, Ian McCallum. Yes, um, yeah. Oh, gee, you know, no real surprise of Hugh Jackman again, you know. Of but you course. got Ellen Page, you know, coming back too, mm-hmm. you know, so they're sending, they were sending Cable back, um, his brain back. And Rogue. And, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an extended cut. Right, yeah, we still haven't seen the extended cut. I've, like, now moved it to the top of my, my uh, Netflix queue right, because I keep yeah. forgetting about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, the concept, to me, I was like, what? Kitty Pride can't send people through time. But then I looked it up, but apparently it was in the in the books. I, I, had, I had no idea. Because at first I was kind of like, she can't do that. She goes past their walls. But, yeah, so she does have this ability. So the idea is... Let's send Wolverine back in time because when we send him back, he has the best ability to recover himself. Right, exactly. Have scrambled brain. Scrambled brains. Scramble your brain. Um, Although his brain does get a little scrambled a couple times. A couple times, not yeah. Not as bad as other people. Uh-huh. Um, you also have Evan Peters, who I love from American, American Horror, Horror Story, Story yeah. showing up as Magneto's son, Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and well, we using have... his amazing powers of. Moving super, super fast so that he can mess with some cops and destroy a kitchen. Which was really a cool scene. <laughs> it was a yeah, great, great, great scene. The whole breaking out of Magneto from the, uh, from the Pentagon was... That whole sequence was great, so much I fun thought. breaking yeah. Magneto out of jail. We need to, like, do this more often. <laughs> Overused plot line. No, Maybe. just kidding. But at least, it it, at least the two times it did, it was pretty cool. Yeah, totally different and really fun. Um, you know, so... It was kind of cool that you know, we didn't see all of the the you know everyone who survived from first class, right? Uh, you know, we saw Mac but and it's Boy, awesome Beast, at the but end see, when yeah. yeah, when Hugh Jackman wakes up and it's like a better world, and you know he goes, he's trying to like he's so excited to see everybody and they don't understand like why he's so amped, and then he goes in to talk to the professor and he's like, I'm back, and the yeah. professor knows like, oh yeah, you're like, back, this yeah, is we've been waiting we've for you. Time, yeah, um, nobody else is aware of it, but he yeah. is. He's like, so I've been waiting really for cool. you know, till we were gonna see you again. Yeah. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was great. Yeah, so, you know, he saw Rogue, he saw Beast there. You know, he yeah, saw Cyclops. Cyclops and Jean's back. Yeah, so that's amazing that he gets to see her again. And 
yeah, of course Cyclops pops up and he's like, oh man, I was hoping I'd leave you out. No, just kidding. <laughs> I want to see, like, I know, you know, the way these movies are going, but I want to see what happens next in the, the Days of Future Past timeline with, with the, the current day mutants. I want to see how yeah. they're a team, like, now. Right. I, that, that's a story I really want to see. And when they were making the Apocalypse movie, I was like, oh, that's, you know, when I first read this, I was I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I'm like, wait a minute. When I was looking at the cast, and I was like, oh, they're all kids. Oh, this is what they're doing. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm excited about it. Because I Me love too. Oscar Isaac, and there's a lot, supposed to be a lot of 80s music, so that's my <laughs> yeah. jam. Yeah, so now, yeah, now we're in the 80s. We, we, did, we did one in the 60s, one in the 70s, now, yep. now one, you know, one in the 80s. Um, McAvoy, uh, yeah, shaved his head. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Days of Future Past, though, we, um, it was a great-looking movie with everything. Like, once again, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. The whole movie, RFK Stadium, around the White House, that was kind of weird. Yeah, that was um, an interesting idea. Yeah. Not as not as weird as when in Ultron, where they pulled that whole city up <laughs> and, and floated in the sky. At least he had, like, hundreds Ultron. of robots working on that with him. Yeah, that's true. So, um, we like Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah. I was so excited when I saw that movie. I was, like, amped when I came out of it. I was like, that was just fun. Yeah. Good storytelling, exciting, cool stuff. And then we come to this year. And we've been reading rumors about Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually, um, my wife has been going back and listening to, like, some of our early pod- uh, early podcasts, and we were in the car going to drop, um, her car for the dealership. And the one podcast we ended with, like, okay, we're going to go see Deadpool. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> now it's not on DVD. But De- Deadpool raised the bar. Um, now, what I fear from this, though, is the rise of the R-rated superhero film. Um, you know, some of us have kids. And some of us want to mm-hmm. enjoy these movies with kids. I cannot watch Deadpool with my son. Oh, no. Greg and I were going to see <laughs> Lamb of God a couple weeks ago. And he wanted to drop his kids off at his wife's work on the way there. And his kid had Deadpool hat on. And, oh, uh, how old is Grayson? He's got to be, I think he's 10. Yeah, yeah. I think Greg listened to these, so he's probably going to like, be yelling at you. Yelling at me. <laughs> so, and he had, like, the Deadpool hat on. And, like, as soon as the kids got out of the car, and then Greg, I'm like, he hasn't seen Deadpool, has he? He goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> but everybody kind of gets the gist that he's, like, a badass and funny, you know, even if they can't see the movie. I don't, you know... Exceeded expectations for Deadpool. <laughs> it was so much fun. What are they going to do with the I second one? How are they going to do it? How are they going to top that? Well, um, as Ryan Reynolds notes in the credits, it's the writers who are the true heroes of the film. That's right. And so I will just leave it up to those guys to figure <laughs> out how to make it amazing because um, they really brought it in the first iteration. Um, so funny... Uh, good story, um, there's drama, excitement, um, you know, The love action, story? A love story, mm-hmm. kind of had a little bit of everything, and so funny. Just like, I was like rolling. It was so funny. It was, it was I, funny, I before so we fun. saw this, I was saying to you how, how, you know, I could write a Fantastic Four movie that, that would do really good, and I was oh like, you God, know. that Fantastic and Four I was movie like, was so boring. I'm I was sorry. like. <laughs> And I was saying, like, you know, make the whole thing a fight scene and then just show, you know, throw in, like, the how they get their powers thing, you know, like, split it up. And I, I like, said this to you, and then, like, a week later we go see Deadpool, and I was like, oh, this is my idea! They took my idea! What are you doing here? Why is everyone taking my ideas? 
<laughs> um, the humor, you know, was outstanding. The the action and the look of it, and then you know, even even the the breaking the fourth wall, like what we couldn't afford more than two X Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he keeps making jokes about that, like when he goes to the X Men. Yeah, the main thing is like, there's only two people live here. Yeah, it's such a big house. Like, where is everybody? Um, yeah, I remember he makes the joke about like, yeah, which which uh which Professor X am I gonna see? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it's I mean, gonna feel so I, big in this tiny hand. <laughs> so great. Um, I really hope that they don't just start making, uh, you know, superhero movies R-rated just to do it because Deadpool is a specific character, and for him, I think it really makes sense. I could see maybe Wolverine because he's a little crusty. Well, that's what they're curses. doing. Okay, like, Old Man Logan's going to be. Yeah, is gonna like, but that's okay because that's his character. You know, I don't think we need ever. I don't think we need Batman and Superman cussing each other out. You know, or making um, oh, correction. It might not actually jokes. be old man, old man Logan, but it is going to be a Professor X and, and Wolverine movie. I love Professor X and Wolverine, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I hope that's not the way that they they, they go with these things. I think Lee Shriver's in, in talks to return to play a saber tooth. Hmm. Huh. They just need to be thoughtful about you know who the character is and who the audience would be for that movie before they decide to just make it R rated. Um, Jackson just, hinted adaptation of Old Man Logan storyline. You know. Also, I think people need to lighten up about curse words because, unfortunately, most kids hear them before they're two anyway. <laughs> and I know if I ever have kids, they're going to know all the curse there's words. There's cursing, and then there's the amount of cursing there was in Deadpool. <laughs> I guess. You know. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. And it made the movie better. Because we already saw that PG version of... Of Deadpool, and you know what? Boring! Yeah, that's not who that character is. Like, he needs to be bawdy and wild and, you know, say what he thinks, and what he thinks is stuff that I would find hilarious, but maybe it's not okay for, like, a five-year-old. But, you know, people have to use their own discretion about when it's appropriate to bring their kids to films and, you know, what they're comfortable with. Um, Ryan Reynolds even made jokes that it wasn't meant for kids and he didn't expect that people right. would bring their kids. Right, exactly. Um, you got to be responsible for your own children and, and determine what you feel is, is reasonable for them to watch for the whatever morals you want to instill in them. <laughs> so that brings us to Apocalypse. Uh, comes out uh, Friday. Yep. Which today is Wednesday. But that's so, not going to matter because by the time this podcast comes out, it's already going to be out. So right. that brings us to Apocalypse, which is currently in theaters right now. Yes, and which I haven't seen yet, but hopefully by the time you guys listen to this, I will have. But I don't know because that's not much time. So. Right. <laughs> so actually, by the time I see you next, we'll probably go see Apocalypse. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm excited about this movie. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I love Oscar Isaac. I want to see what he does with this character. You just love Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaacs. You love awesome. you some Poe Dameron. You know I do. My Lewin <laughs> Davis. Crabby Lewin Davis. Robot. Maybe he'll just play it as like, yeah, Lewin Davis just being crabby and having a bad day. Uh, have you seen the trailers? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's definitely way more angry than Lewin. We have a guest speaker here. And what's your favorite X-Men movie? I think the first one, because I got to learn a lot about everything, because I didn't know much about the X-Men. I totally thought she was going to say Wolverine. No, I think that's a fair <laughs> point. We were talking the most about the first movie, because I didn't know anything about the comics either. So, mm-hmm. Thanks, Miss Ange. You're welcome. No problem. So I think, that's, that, I think that's all we got this week. Yep. 
Um, go out and watch the X-Men. Yeah, Let us know X-Men. which one's your favorite. Yeah. Tweet us uh, at Les Gum, L-E-S-G-U-M-B, uh, Facebook slash Prison Dad, you know, prisondad.com. Check out our books. Mm-hmm. Check out our free stories. Check out our podcasts. Things and stuff. Read some books. Let yeah. us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Come out and see us. The next time we do a book signing, we had one last weekend, so for anybody that came out to see us, thank you. And Sometime in July, we'll be at the Moravian Bookstore. When we get more details, we'll share it every week and cram it down your throats like we normally do. Absolutely. All right. Until um, next week, may the force be with you. And also with you.